0: In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. What a day at Paycor Stadium. The Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 to move to 8-4 on the season. Third win against the Chiefs in the 2022 calendar year. Impressive as that was. Dave Lapham, thank you for taking the time to be with us in the trenches. And let's start with In the Trenches play. Because the Bengals' offensive line, they are coming together at the right time of the season.
1: There's no doubt. Uh, that was the first group I went to after the football game. Uh, my post-game responsibilities when you're supposed to talk to stars of the game as such. I thought that unit uh, collectively played at as high a level as, as you can play. And first, like you said, Dave, beating the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs three times in one calendar year. It's the first time any team has beaten Patrick Mahomes three times and any quarterback has beaten Patrick Mahomes three straight times. And it happened in the same calendar year. The only other quarterback that's beaten Patrick Mahomes three times is Tom Brady, but it was not in one calendar year. So it's remarkable. (laughs) Joe Burrow is undefeated against Patrick Mahomes, but doesn't have a victory against the Cleveland Browns, the, the next opponent. That's the National Football League in a nutshell. You cannot figure it out. But one thing you can figure out is the biggest reason, in my estimation, that the Bengals played as well as they did offensively was the guys up front. And uh, that group as as a unit, five playing as one, are playing at an extremely high level. Going into the fourth quarter of the football game against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are plus 18 in the sack ratio department, they had generated 35 quarterback sacks and only allowed 17 both in the amongst the tops in the National Football League. Their plus eighteen sack ratio is third best in the National Football League. The Bengals went plus one. The Bengals sacked Mahomes twice. They sacked Joe Burrow late in the football game, right at the two minute warning of, of the of the football game when he just basically, you know, hung out of the football. This group just dominated at the line of scrimmage in terms of pass protection. I mean, up to that point, no sacks, no quarterback hits. Are you kidding me? against Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and people of that ilk. And then they also got Shumazee Piran off for 106 yards on 21 carries, five yards per. As long as carry was 10 yards. So they kept grinding. You know, it would be 10 for a long, 7, 2, then 5, then maybe 1, then 4. I mean, they just kept pounding, pounding, pounding the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's, it's, two, it's three instant classics in a row. All three of these football games ended in three-point margins. Three de- defeats for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, three victories for the Cincinnati Bengals by a grand total of nine points. And one of them went into overtime. So, I mean, all of that football decided by field goals, it's 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 remarkable what the Cincinnati Bengals have been able to achieve. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that the offensive line just controlled all of it, controlled the... Of the line of scrimmage. Uh, they ran inside. They ran outside. Uh, they, they protected Joe Burrow. This football game, both teams only had eight possessions. The Chiefs had one possession in the first quarter. The Bengals had one. The Chiefs had three possessions in the second quarter. The Bengals had three. The Chiefs had two possessions in the third quarter. The Bengals had one. The Chiefs had two possessions in the fourth quarter. The Bengals had three. I mean, it was like, you better get something done when you have the football because – both of these offenses were controlling tempo. The defenses were bending but not breaking. Literally, I mean, it was an instant classic. Both teams only punted the ball one time. One time in the entire football game. When the Bengals uh, didn't score on that red zone opportunity, when Carlos Dunlap you know, made his big play and the Bengals got no points and lost the ball on downs, I thought, oh, man, that's a big stop. And it wasn't an assignment there. I thought initially somebody was supposed to block Dunlap on that jet sweep uh, that, that they run in. It's, they leave that defensive end unblocked, and he's, they're thinking that in a goal line situation like that, that unblocked guy will close. He'll play the run. You know, it's the fake run, and then they do the, the jet sweep. Well, he didn't. He just burst up the football field, and he guessed, and he guessed right, and he was a hero. He guessed wrong, he would have been a GOAT because uh, if they get around him, it's a walk into the end zone. But they, the Bengals overcame that. I mean, it was just one of those games where, and in, 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 in I said this a bunch of times down the stretch, Okay, Trey Henderson steps out. He's been going against Orlando Brown all day long, a great battle between two great players. And right at the end of the football game, he's a little tired, so he taps out, and he thought Joseph Asai would be a better option, fresher and everything. Osai beats Orlando Brown inside. He makes Patrick Cohen, steps up the pocket, and he uh, rips his feet out from under him, sacks him, and it makes a 55-yard field goal attempt because of that play on third down, and they miss it wide right. If not for the play by Joseph Asai, Who knows? So, I mean, in a game like this, you can go back to a zillion plays, (laughs) offensively, defensively, for both football teams, and if any one of them went differently, who knows? Who knows the outcome of the football game? But what happened was, uh, down the stretch, who had the ball last, who made the most plays, ended up winning the football game, and uh, that's exactly how this one unfolded.
0: You talk about one of those big plays of many. You have to talk about Jermaine Pratt's strip of Travis Kelsey, yep. that game changer. It, it, when, you, when you look at the big picture, that became a game changer, and the Bengals worked to capitalize on that to make it a different game. Oh, there's no question. In, in the last eight quarters of football, the Bengals do not have a
1: turnover. They had no turnovers against Tennessee, no turnovers against the Kansas City Chiefs. They only have one takeaway. So they're plus one in those eight quarters, and it was huge, huge. And offensively, they took advantage of it, and uh, and they went ten plays, sixty-three yards for a touchdown. um, And you know, with that short field, uh, so Pratt was enormous. And you know, he said that after the game in the locker room, he said, you know, Kelsey does have a tendency to be a little bit loose with the football, and 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 you know, he does put it on the ground. So I wanted to make sure that I was testing him on that. And, and massive play. And, and let's face it, in this football game, um, there were two people. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes was somebody who wanted to control. Patrick Mahomes had thrown for over 300 yards six weeks in a row. Bengals defense has not given up a 300-yard passing day. Patrick Mahomes goes for 223. One touchdown, no interceptions. That remains intact. So they controlled Mahomes. His, his weapon, it was Mahomes to Kelsey. Kelsey was closing in. on on 1,000 yards receiving. He didn't quite get there. Uh, He's close, but he only had 56 yards on four catches. In the first half, he had no catches on two targets. Six targets for the game, four catches, 56 yards. The Bengals took away the best option that that, uh, Mahomes had, Mahomes to Kelsey. And then defensively, the guy who is the guy is Chris Jones. And Chris Jones, the Bengals took him out of the football game. I mean, Chris Jones comes into the game with 10 quarterback sacks as a you know primarily rushing as a defensive tackle, arguably the best interior pass rusher in, in the game. And and this guy, I mean, they, they gave him they gave him credit for one tackle and they you know allowed a four assist, but I mean he had nothing else. And he had 16 tackles for loss. You know he had, uh three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, 10 sacks. He was a stat sheet stuffer. They neutralized the best defensive player on the football field. That's how they won the game. They they made the Kansas City Chiefs play left-handed. It made them make other people step up and win football games that normally Kelsey, and uh, and a guy like Jones have a big hand in winning. So it was a it was a remarkable effort. Once again, like a lot of these games, the Bengals are winning. They've won six out of seven now, Dave. And this complimentary football, a complete game, complimentary football offense. Defense, special teams. Everybody stepped up. All three of these games, like I said before, they're all instant classics. I can't wait to watch it again.
0: The return of Jamar Chase, very successful. Seven catches, 97 yards. Maybe no bigger play in the game than in the fourth quarter when he fights to get that extra yardage to get the first down in the fourth quarter to keep the ball in the hands of the Bengals. And did you see the block T Higgins threw for him? T. Yeah. Higgins
1: throws a block to seal the edge to allow Jamar
0: Chase to get there. If T.
1: Higgins doesn't make that block, it's a no-go. So these guys are totally unselfish. They play for each other. There's no egos. You know, Jamar Chase, he he had been killing it. He'd had huge games. He had back to back hundred yard receiving games. Today, five targets, three catches, thirty-five yards. But he caught a touchdown pass. Huge to catch that touchdown pass. What does he do? But Jamar Chase locks his tail off. So that, that's, the, that's the situation going on with this football team. But the guy, you know, in talking to Chase after the game in the post-game show, I said, Jamar, how tired are you? What was your condition like? Oh, man, I'm dead. I am dead tired. Because with that hip hairline fracture, they told him, don't do anything. I mean, he had to get off it. He hasn't run. He hasn't done any conditioning. Forget football shape. I mean, this guy is a freak. Be able to go out and play the number of snaps that he played. And he would he would tap out, he'd take himself out. And uh you know, Zach was doing a good job of rotating people in, trying to keep him fresh. But eight targets, seven catches, ninety-seven yards. He had a 40-yard catch for a long, um, you know, Samaje 21 carries, 106 yards, Joe throws for 286, quarterback rating of 126.6. Your quarterback, your running back and one of your receivers gets off and have big days. As an offensive line, you live vicariously through the success of those skilled guys. So, I mean, it was a, a heck of a day all the way around for the, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals against uh, a football team that's pretty darn good. And, and honestly, um, the, the Chiefs have much more margin for error than the Bengals. I mean, the remaining uh, opponents for the Chiefs, I'm not sure that they have a 30% winning percentage collectively. They're not, they're, he's, they're not facing a big, uh, a big bunch of challenges down the stretch. The Bengals, on the other hand, their remaining people have like a 63% winning percentage. So the Bengals have to go out and play playoff-caliber teams on a weekly basis and go 1-0 as many times as they can. This was a huge win for the Bengals to go 8-4. and The Chiefs at 9-3, and they're going to be fine. They'll probably win a dozen games or more, maybe even more, you know, 12, 13 games. They'll be fine. The Bengals, to win, if they win 12 or 13 games, whew, monumental task accomplished there
0: yeah, and Miami lost today, so that helps the Bengals in the playoff hunt. Uh, also the the win over the Kansas City Chiefs broke a twenty six straight wins by yeah. the Chiefs in the months of November, December. That is huge. Yep. Uh, I mean this this is a game. you just sit there and you <clears throat> you watch and you can see the difference from the first couple weeks to where we're at now. And you can see, you can tell that, one, it Was we talked so much about play of the O-line, how they've come together, but how they're coming off the line, especially in the fourth quarter where, I mean, they are fire. Ted Karras, Kappa, uh, you know, Folson, those guys are firing off the ball, and they're having a blast doing it.
1: I'm telling you, you know, at the end of the football game, uh, the best thing in the world is They got the ball with a little over three minutes to go in the football game. And how about the gutsy, I mean, as Bill Raftery says, onions. How about the onions on Zach Taylor, third down? Okay, do I run it and run some clock, you know, and, and just make it tougher for the Chiefs, or do I go for the win? He throws the football, and what a throw and what a catch to seal the game on a third down, that 11-yard completion right at, right at the end of the football game. You talk about gutsy. I mean, it's like, all right, I'm deciding. It's third and five. Joe Burrow, uh, short right to, to Jamar Chase. Uh, and then, you know, that, that third down w- was massive. And, and, uh, and then at that point in time, uh, you know, you got a third and 11 uh, later on in that drive. And the short middle pass to T. Higgins. We talked about the block that T. Higgins threw for Jamar Chase on one third down. The next third down, for him to make that catch... And Williams had great coverage, but it was a better throw and a better catch. It was welcome to the National Football League, young man. Welcome to the foot- National Football League, Williams. I mean, he played it as well as you can play it. And then the Bengals take take, uh, take the ball and, and nail it down. There is nothing better in the game of football than you get the ball for three minutes and 19 seconds left in the game and they have all their timeouts and the two-minute warning and you make them burn all their timeouts, The two-minute warning expires, and you're taking a knee to end the game. That's the final act of dominance by an offensive line. And two huge third-down conversions during the course of that uh, to Chase and Higgins. It was, uh, it was something else, man. It was extraordinary. And how about Joe Burrow? He has another uh, third-down uh, touchdown pass. He's got nine third-down touchdown passes, no interceptions on the season. That is unbelievable. His quarterback rating is going to be, it was 126-point-something, whatever, coming into the game. He's going to be over 130 quarterback rating in the third quarter. Uh, and On third down, I should say. Third down and fourth quarter. He had, coming into the game, 16 touchdowns, one interception. Now make it 17 touchdowns, one interception. That is ridiculous. When the quarterback has to make plays on third down and in the fourth quarter to help his football team win.
0: This touchdown-interception ratio is now 17-to-1. you got to be kidding me. You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. If you're looking for a new career, be sure to check out FirstStarLogistics.com. They are looking to hire enthusiastic new team members. Dave, Cleveland Browns. This, ga- this game we're going to enjoy. Fans are going to enjoy. Twitter's going to be all abuzz. Everyone's going to be extremely happy all week long. But up next, the Cleveland Browns will come to Paycor Stadium next Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. That is, it's time for the Bengals and Joe Burrow to get over the Cleveland Browns.
1: Is it ever? Like we said, he's beaten Mahomes every time, hadn't beaten the Cleveland Browns at all. <laughs> it's crazy, but it is time. I mean, Deshaun Watson was the beneficiary of a special teams and defensive touchdown against the Houston Texans. Uh, the, the Cleveland Browns didn't score a touchdown for quite a while during the course of that football game offensively, but two non-offensive touchdowns uh, occurred for his football team. And, and you don't lose those football games. If you score one touchdown that's uh, unscripted, you know, non-offensive score, you're going to win the football game like 98% of the time. you just score two of them, I mean, <laughs> you're going to win that even if you don't score offensively pretty much. And that really helped Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm sure the game was fast. He hasn't played in 700 days. Uh, so, I mean, I, I agree with what people were talking about. If, I, if I'm game planning uh, offensively for Deshaun Watson, I'm getting him out of pocket and cutting the field in half. I'm decreasing his reads uh, where you can get him out out, out out in space and give him a two-way go. He can hurt you with the speed. He can hurt you with a strong arm. I think they changed the launch point. I don't think they necessarily – keep him in the pocket all day long. I think it's going to be very important to contain your pass rush on Deshaun Watson, must rush him a little bit, keep him contained, Um, you know, make him go through a progression of reads. He's only played one game in 700 days. So Lou Anarumo does a masterful job of uh, changing coverages up against a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can't pick him apart. You would think that Deshaun Watson would have a tough time trying to diagnose and read and make the proper decisions in terms of uh, getting a handle on what Lou Anarumo is doing to him. So hopefully uh, the defense steps up and plays a really, really good football game. And Joe uh, Mixon is back for the Cleveland Browns. And you get a one-two punch of uh, Joe Mixon and Samaje Piran, or Samaje Piran and Joe Mixon, however you want to look at it. I mean, that's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good scenario. And how about Chris Evans, you know, making a big catch um, on, a, on, a, on a play that the Bengals had to have. Uh, you know, they—they they, they, uh, Williams is do, uh, doing a good job also at the running back position. I mean, they've they got plenty of talent at running back and wide receiver. Now, the, the big question is, how bad is that calf injury to Hayden Hurst? you got three muscles in your calf. One of them is a big muscle, and there's a couple of complementary, smaller muscles. Which muscle did he mess up? You start uh, messing with calf uh, uh, muscles, messing with those things. It can be a while, so I'm not sure that Hayden Hurst uh, – is going to play against the Cleveland
0: Browns. But uh,
1: the others did a good job of stepping up. Other tight ends stepped up. The Bengals continue to show roster depth. I talked about Asai. You know, we talked about Piran stepping in for Mixon. For we talked about, um, you know, Trenton Irwin stepping in when, when Jamar Chase was down. Jamar Chase is the one that told Trenton Irwin, it's your time. Let's go play. I mean, the roster depth on this football team and guys expanding their roles when they've been given the opportunity to step up, is a big reason they're eight and four right now. There is no two ways about that.
0: He is Dave Lapham. You have been in the trenches. Brought to you by First Star Logistics. We will see you this week on In the Trenches. I'm sure we'll have some great guests talking about the Cincinnati Bengals with Dave. Dave, yeah, enjoy.
1: we got the, we got Chris Chris Sims lined up, Dave. Chris Sims will be will be joining us, and I'm sure we'll be talking with the coordinators and who knows what other players. So, yeah, uh, Victory Monday. The players already get another Victory Monday. They don't have to worry about coming in other than if they're injured. They'll come in, maybe lift weights a little bit and, and handle treatment of injuries. But um, it'll be a, a joyous locker room tomorrow, Dave, and uh, hopefully get some, uh, some guys lined up for our podcast.
0: Until next time, everybody, thank you for being with us on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation,